back to Anything Goes. I'm your five-wing four host, Madison. I'm your nine-wing one host, Kaden. And this is a podcast about the Enneagram. We are still in our one section of our mini-mini series. Today, we are doing the sexual sub-variant. Before we get into that, let's do some um, announcements and just some um, general info. We have a Patreon that you can support us at. We have two tiers. Um, they One is just, you know, buy us a coffee. The other one is um, help pay our fees for um, our posting, our hosting fees. Um, but yeah, check us out if, if you, you want to support us. If you want to uh, reach us, we have an email, anything goes at gmail.com. Send us a note. Um, let us know how you're doing. Oh, and you can still tweet at us. I kind of keep up are with Twitter. Still, are you still on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Kind of. I haven't posted anything this year, but it's fine. Is it? So now you're just lurking? I'm just lurking, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm also, I'm catching up the YouTube channel. I hadn't been posting on there because no one was um, using it, but then I saw that we had like couple hundred views and stuff and people are starting to actually use the youtube channel so i'm catching up all of our old episodes on there um so if you want to check us out on youtube um within the next month hopefully i will have all of the other all of our old episodes uploaded and be caught up yeah let's jump right in so today we've got sexual ones um, and sexual ones were characterized by chazo with non-adaptability which is very ironic so the social um, instinct stacking is supposed to be um, the adaptable stacking to adapt to social situations. However, when you pair um, social adaptability with anger, a um, uh, quote from Michazo is that it's ironic, or and the ironic thing happens when you mix anger of the Enneatype type one with the instinct of adaptation, you get a character whose main characteristic is non-adaptability. Um, and part of the reason for that is because ones with their perfectionism and things like that, and thinking that they are in the morally right, um, when you hit that social adaptability, they end up thinking instead of I need to adapt to others, other people should adapt to me and here's how I can help them adapt to me. Um, and so you get a lot of um, teachery instincts. Um, and uh, the main word that, keep ke that kept coming up in all of our research was just teachers. They're teachers, they're teachers, they're teachers. Um, and this does not have to be you are an academic teacher. It could be maybe you train in your role or maybe you're a you know public speaker who's trying to teach people you know ways to live. Um, but just always down to teach their view of things. Um, with our stackings, um, so um, just as a reminder, the instincts stack, there are three, there's social, sexual, and self-preservation. The first one in the stack is the one that you are potentially overdeveloped. The middle one is right there in the middle, and the other one is underdeveloped slash neglected. And when you say your instinct stacking, you say the one that is overdeveloped first, and then your middle one. So we're working with social sexuals and social self-preservations today in a little bit. So with our social stackings, the social ones 
they have a bigger focus on issues of justice and more wide reaching reform. This goes along with like the nine wing with like, I want to change things publicly. So if you're like a social uh, one wing nine, you're going to kind of double down on that. Like I need to improve society and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Get like a huge mix of those. It can be dampened down again, if you have that two wing, but your focus is still going to be like community oriented, even with in your close personal circles. So let's see, what else do I have? Um, they experience a lot of pressure to live up to who they should be and playing their role in society. Now, this is the role that they have assigned themselves mentally. And I think that's important to uh, point out because it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, if I'm a woman, I should be a housewife. You know, it's um, it's what their perception of what society should be and what their role in society should be. So it can be counterculture, again, with that non-adaptability. And, and a lot of times they end up trying to change or reform the culture to fit their ideals of their role. Interesting. But yeah, so, and they have a lot of internalized pressure to be what they think society, what they should be for society. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's a little, I don't know. Right. Because they're not, I mean, they're not conforming to social expectations. They mm -hmm. are rigid, but the mm -hmm. rigidity doesn't necessarily have to be what society is yes. pushing. Now, this could coincide with what society is pushing now. Right. Um, just to be clear. And in some cases, they do think that they are pushing a societal norm. It's just their societal norm in their brain. So. Right. Yeah. Do you think that they are less inclined to give people grace than some of the other subtypes because they have that big picture view and it's like less one-on-one -on -one as opposed to like the sexual I think it really depends because version. I think I think the sexual one is a lot harder on individuals because hmm. the sexual one is you're my partner you need to be perfect it's an outlook on me and their whole thing was fixing their partners as a um social the outlook is broader um and so they may see an individual and be like this is the role you should be playing and you're not playing it correctly and then harp on them but hmm. they're less concerned with the individual again because they're social right it's more okay. like um broader sweeping statements so like all teachers should do this or like um this is what makes someone a good nurse or a good doctor and doctors who don't do this are bad you know yeah does it um where does all the anger go then like with the sexual one it like very directly goes towards that individual person that you're angry about for not being perfect so this one is also a lot of internal direction. There's that internal pressure to be perfect in their own role. Um, okay. And that anger also goes towards reform. Like I'm going to go make social policies and I'm going to go do, you know, such and such to make it so that individuals need to fall in line. Like politics, advocacy, mm -hmm. et cetera. Yes. Mm -hmm. It of course can come down on individuals. 
Um, but it is not as intense as like a sexual one coming down on individuals. So um, with that, the uh, sexual one's anger is colder than a self-pres one and is more controlled than a sexual one. So um, when they're angry, they appear in control, distant, cold, and just like putting up just don't talk to me, don't fuck with me barriers, you know? Um, let's see, what else do I have? Um, I have a quote that says that rather than going with the flow of what is happening, they try to impose what they think should be happening. They have a rigid, they have rigid ideas about how both they and others should behave socially. And anger here is half hidden. Their social awkwardness and insecurity presents in stiffness. So they can become very stiff and distant if things aren't going the way they think they should be going. I have a question here about wings. Yes. Because we had talked previously about, okay, so the one wing nine, mm -hmm. um, it might double down on some of the, uh, what, what did you say earlier? Some of the, the social reform social reform aspects right mm -hmm. as opposed to the one wing two which is a little bit more one-on-one -on -one connection oriented yes. mm -hmm. um i'm interested in this like interplay with the non-adaptability like mm -hmm. what part of that wing are they pulling that's that non-adaptive part that's going to look different in those different wings great question i think with two wings it's going to be more non-adaptive in the social circle they're going to look at their family as like a family unit and have an idea of like this is what a family mm. should be like and put a lot of pressure on like i need to have the ideal perfect family and whatever that idea for whatever that ideal perfect family looks like for them again it could it doesn't have to be traditional family i think um a one wing nine is might have the same thing but I think it would be more image related for them. Like for a one wing two. Connection. Yeah. Cause of the three connection. So one wing two is going to be like, I'm doing this cause I love my family and I need to have a good family to like love and be loved. Right. And I'm doing yeah. this for your own good. Right. Mm -hmm. One wing nine, more image related, more, how does this fit into the social circle and social dynamics? That tracks to me. Yeah. Yeah, just some food for that. Um, do you have anything else to add before we go on to their downfall? No, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yes. So because they are not um, the counter type, their downfall is more in line with what traditional ones downfalls are. So there's a lot of the perfectionism, a lot of the being harsh on yourself um, and that rigidity. And so there's a lot of questioning um, about like, how do I achieve perfection and how do I get perfection out of me and my society? Um, and so what that can become is um, in unhealth, um, it can become just demanding and demanding. And even at the base level, um, uh, it even said torture. And that's once again, at the very lowest level, they could rationalize torturing people to get what they want. I think at lower mid, it'd be more like spanking my children is fine because it gets them to do what they need to be doing. 
Right. So it's sort of like the road to hell, good intentions yes. of the type. Yes, that is something you need Most to watch out for to, is yeah. do do your ends actually genuinely justify your means? Um, so that's just something you need to look out for. Okay. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's a hard cycle too, because as soon as you do something that's kind of fucked up, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. a, it's in all the way because then you have to sit back and recognize the fact that you're not yes. perfect and th- that's already very hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have, they also do not have as much um, self-justification as a sexual one. Sexual mm-hmm. one is hard. Mayans always justify the means um a sexual or a social one is going to be a lot more like am i being perfect am i doing what is right however they can justify those things so they'll but the the initial reaction is mostly that fear of mm-hmm. the like it yeah yeah okay i don't i didn't finish that sentence at all but i feel like we're on the same page yes i just can't articulate the the vibes mm-hmm. once again they may exert their power to force right change to happen again it's a very ends justify the means okay this could be politically oh i'll i'll bribe this person to get them to do what i want you know um and again that's at lower levels of health okay um, I have a quote. They appear rigid as they believe they know the exact correct way to behave and act. Um, so kind of, you know, get loose, get loose. That rigidity can keep you stagnant and like kind of stuck in your ways. They're a very my way or the highway kind of person. Hmm. Um, and they also have a hard time relying on people because they expect perfection and they have a high standard and mm-hmm. part of it is, I don't think is they don't think other people can meet that high standard. So it's, uh, I'm looking down on you, but also looking down on me, you yes. know? So yeah, just some things to keep an eye on. This, again, is at the lower levels. You may not be this low. Um, in fact, most of you listening are probably not going so low as to torture people. <laughs> One would hope. One would hope. I mean, maybe. I don't know. If you're in your road, if you are at the torture stage and you're in your road to growth, uh, I commend you. Thank you for taking that turnaround. You're probably not in the right place. We can't really help you, but you know what? Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> all right do you have anything to add before we go to the strengths i want to end on the strengths because i feel like we yeah, were let's end on a high on, note yeah i think we were kind of harsh on sexual ones Just, um, yeah yeah so some strengths um you guys find creative ways to get what you want without um hurting friends and communities and coworkers. So that's like when you're at your high, right? You mm. know what you want and you're able to find a creative, kind way to get it. Okay. Um and in higher levels, you're very good at that. Um so at healthy levels, um I have quote that the ones are ethical, conscientious, organized, generous, discerning, and helpful. 
Um, and then the other words that kept coming up are aristocratic and elegant. Um, a lot of political figures came up when I was looking for examples of social mm -hmm. ones. Because um, they want to change the world. Yes. So they have to have the power to do that. Yes. So, and I pulled some examples of who I think are specifically some social ones. I think Elizabeth Warren and Nelson Mandela, Jane Fonda and Margaret Thatcher, I think are social ones specifically. Hmm. And I think we have a mix of, well, depending on where your politics fall, but you know. Mix of people in various levels of health. Yes. So, because I feel like if you are a conservative, you would probably think Elizabeth Warren is probably a little lower and Margaret Thatcher is higher. But if you are left-leaning like us, Elizabeth Warren higher and Margaret Thatcher lower. <laughs> um, Hopefully we can all agree on the Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela is oh. great. Um, okay. If you don't think there so, you're just racist. Common uh, ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's the common ground. Um, I know people have mixed feelings about Jane Fonda. So I don't even know if I know who Jane Fonda is. She's really cool, but she was a very big political activist. Um, She's from Grace and Frankie. You see Grace and Frankie? Yeah, I've seen Grace and Frankie. She's the uptight one. Like the actress? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Color commentary from the sidelines. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I also, I would not be surprised. I haven't watched too much Grace and Frankie, but I do think Jane Fonda's character in that could be a social one. Yeah, she's very, um, mm -hmm. uh, rigid. <laughs> yes, I do get overall one vibes. I'm not entirely sure exactly which one. I Probably not a sexual one, but could potentially be self-prez, but I see more of a social one from her character. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll decide for real next episode when we do yeah. self-prez. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. All right. Let us know if you have any questions. Email or tweet us. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye.